0: and welcome to the third episode of Through the Rift, a podcast dedicated to our favorite game. I'm Lex. And I'm Nikki. And in this episode, we're talking about zone events. Nikki, what have you been doing in-game this week?
1: All right. Um, well, in-game, I've been doing quite a few things. One uh, big fun thing that I was doing was killing rift creatures for our guild quest, and we had to kill a ton It was well over a 100 rift creatures that we had to kill. And so I decided to do it in a new place. Or an old place that I haven't been in in a while. So I went all the way back to Ember Isle. And while I was there, I got to do an onslaught with a guildie who was relatively new to onslaughts. So that was a lot of fun.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'll bet that was fun.
1: Yeah, except I think I kept mentoring down lower and lower and lower and it was still... Really easy to kill all the creatures. So, I don't know what the key is there, but it was still fun. Uh, I remember running around Ember Isle when we were leveling, just c- killing corrupted wild stalkers for soul hide, and the gators, and all the drakes in that area, and just like grinding them so I could get soul hide, so I could craft the insoles to sell. Um, I have done IAs this week, a lot of IAs. Instant Adventures in the New World, and I we also tried together to do um, the zone events. Well, didn't try. We succeeded at doing the zone events, um, and that was a blast because we got to do some zone events that we hadn't done before.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: And I got an achievement um, in Scarwood Reach while we were doing that, and... We also tried to do Stormbreaker Protocol, which was killer. I think yeah. I just wasn't well-geared enough for it. I don't, I don't know what happened, but we wiped. <laughs> it took us, I think, two hours to get through two bosses.
0: Yeah, it actually, um, if I remember right, the, the two bosses weren't that bad. I don't think we even wiped on a boss, did we?
1: No, it was on trash. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I really don't know what was going on, but for those of you who haven't seen Stormbreaker Protocol yet, it's a dungeon in Storm Legion where you do at least, I think it's about the first half of the dungeon, you do in this, uh, like, mech suit. Especially your first time, it takes some getting used to because your abilities are totally different. You have abilities based on the suit instead of your normal abilities for your class, You start out, you actually get to this instance from Tempest Bay, if you're actually going to enter it the old-fashioned way. There's a a portal in Tempest Bay, and you end up on this bridge. You go to the end of the bridge, and there's a control panel that you click on, and it puts you in one of these uh, big, huge robot suit things. And then you jump off the ledge, and right where you land, there's a bunch of trash down there. And I think maybe what happened is we all just kind of woohoo, you know, jumped yeah. off. And I think probably what you want to do is try to all land in the same spot. And oh. I think maybe we kind of landed all over the place. So we aggroed a bunch of mobs at once. We wiped. I don't actually, I don't remember if we wiped right away there, but a, a couple people died like almost immediately from all these mobs. And then it took us a little while to figure out that there are these like beehive things right that you have to kill or the mobs just keep spawning and spawning and spawning right <laughs> and it's it's actually that that was a funny moment i was thinking about our last episode because we're we're fighting all these things and people are dying and people are resing the people and some people are just running back and what is going on these mobs just spawn endless, endlessly and it wasn't you or me, but someone else in the group was like, you know, it says something on the objectives
1: I know. about killing
0: these <laughs> hives. I felt
1: like such a noob.
0: I know. I was like, oh my god, I didn't even look at the objectives. So, yeah, um, we don't always even take our own advice. <laughs> so, if we would have followed our advice from the last episode, we would have looked at those object- objectives right away, and, and we would have known way. what was going on, maybe. Yep. Um And then, yeah, we got through the first two bosses. The bosses weren't too bad. But then we were on our way to the third boss, and we'd just gotten past the part where you get out of the suit. So we're back with our normal abilities. And there are these groups of these three mobs. Like one is like an earth elemental, one's like a storm air elemental. And
1: the other looks like an insect. Yeah,
0: one of those architects or whatever they call them. Right. And these guys. Like, we actually, the first time we fought him, I thought it was, like, a boss fight. I, I thought it was a boss that was three guys instead of one. And we killed him, and some of the people were like, are these trash? And I'm like, no, no, I think it's a boss. Well, then we go around the corner, and there's more of three them. Three more. <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm going to have to look at a guide online, because I'm suspecting there's some kind of method. Um, because, yeah, they were just... Doing a lot of damage, like I was dying, like a lot.
1: Oh yeah, the, he uh, the rock elemental one-shot me easily.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I was I was tanking, and I'm just, I mean, of course I was mentored down to like level fifty three, so I was like, I think twenty thousand health less than I normally am, which is kind of frustrating. Oh. but I I usually don't die like that between my cooldowns and just having so many hit points. Like, you know, maybe I'll die once in a dungeon or maybe twice, you know, if me and the healer just aren't sinking. But either I don't know, we, we were severely undergeared or something. I don't know. I, I do know that our healer was a chloromancer and I don't know a lot about chloros. I've played a little bit on my, my mage alt, who's uh level thirty something. And I mean this this could be totally not true because I mean, I'm mean i sure there's a lot of abilities you get later that my little mage doesn't have, but I know healing in dungeons with that character that I, I don't have a lot of like direct heals it's a lot of DPSing and um, kind of indirect healing through that, and so maybe, I don't know, maybe the Chloro is just difficult in there because the spike damage is so high if they don't really have the direct heals to top you up um, I don't know. I, I'm just spitballing. I really had no idea what what was going on in there. <laughs>
1: That's all right, we'll try it again.
0: Yeah, it was a total guilty run. So luckily, we didn't have to worry about any, you know, fits from socially inept people that haven't even been <laughs> through a dungeon with people that are learning before. Um, and you know, I think most, if not, all of us in the group had never been in there before. Yeah. And are new to Storm Legion dungeons overall, which tend to have more mechanics and be a lot more challenging than even the expert dungeons were in, like, Ember Isle and before.
1: That's good, though, because a lot of people complain there wasn't enough strategy to the yeah. older dungeons.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I I like strategy. My, my only, I guess, beef with a lot of times what is called strategy in MMOs is that... It's a lot of times it seems like it's not something you can figure out. Unless by figure out you mean wiping dozens of times until someone just happens to accidentally do the thing that you have to do to get past it. You know, I I like a situation where. You know, kind of like the Rift we were talking about last week. Where uh-huh. it's like, you got to kind of be observant and put the pieces together and figure it out. But it is something that you can figure out in the situation.
1: And connect the dots.
0: Right. And this was just... I mean, we tried... You know, uh I think... I don't think we even tried AoE in them. I think, like, we first looked at them and one of the guys was like, Oh, they have this much health. And I was like, okay, let's play it safe, and I marked targets and said, let's burn them down one at a time, and so maybe it's a thing of the order, because I went in with the philosophy of, well, let's burn down the weakest first, because every time we take one of them out, there's less incoming damage, and we can take them out quickly. We tried that a couple, two or three times, and wiped every time. So then one of the guys in the group was like, well, maybe we need to take out the big guy, which... To my mind kind of flew against logic but at that point it's like well let's try something different you know we're we're hitting a wall trying this strategy it's not working yeah so we tried that and that didn't help any um so we we went back to the original strategy just because even if we wiped a lot of times we get one or two of the little guys down and then we didn't have to fight them the next time but
1: yeah but then we wiped again and i think at that point we were all ready to Give up? <laughs>
0: if I remember right, we defeated two groups of these guys, and then we saw a third one.
1: Oh yes, and yes. and we
0: still like we still hadn't really figured out the strategy. Like we were wiping multiple times, with, and we were just like it was getting late. People were getting frustrated. And, yep. And yeah, and then the, that next boss encounter is one that that has some more mechanics that you know we probably would have wiped a few times on that, just figuring that out. Even though by then I was kind of looking at a at a guide.
1: Yeah, well, oh, next time I'll be dresses. doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Guides, people, use them.
0: So, what else, what else have you been doing in the game?
1: That's about it. How about you?
0: Really? That's it? I thought there yep. was something else.
1: Nope. I've covered everything that I've been doing, which isn't a ton, but there it is.
0: Well, I'm sure you've been uh, working on the dimensions some more.
1: A little bit. Just a little, though. I mean, we get a lot of new things in the bank all the time from Generous guildies that are willing to donate. That's wonderful, but it's hard to find space sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, why don't you tell our listeners about um, how you added a a second floor to our inn? Because I don't know that it would necessarily be obvious to everyone that you can even do that.
1: Sure. I did add a second floor with planks. And I actually started... (laughs) I started with the wood planks because I thought I was going to have to do them one by one individually until I actually looked in the store and discovered that they were, came in, you know, big floor packs. So you could buy a big square of your floor all at once. And so I built it up that way and I've made it the upstairs just like an inn would be or I imagine an inn would be. I gave it beds and little rooms up there, um, kind of sectioned it off for people to go up there and role play if they want to, or just hang out?
0: Yeah, I think maybe I'd been to that dimension before and noticed that other people had a second floor, but I remember when we first got it, kind of walking around and, you know, when you first get a dimension, it's really bare. Like, any time you visit someone else's dimension, you don't even realize necessarily what things they added and what things were just part of the dimension. and. When we first got our guild dimension, I was really surprised at how little there was and how much of what I'd seen in other dimensions were added. Um, but I remember going into the the tavern and you look up and there are these big support beams at about where the ceiling of the first floor or the floor of the second floor would be. And I remember thinking, Oh, I wonder if you could, you know, put a second floor in. Yeah. So when you did that, do you have to put floor. Do those beams actually support the floor or can you put that no. floor anywhere you want?
1: You could put it anywhere you want. You could float it in the middle of the air if you wanted to. That's but weird. I think I did that and it was you that walked into the mansion and was just like, What what is this doing in the middle of nowhere?
0: No. <laughs> and you then did I figured that, out that uh, I probably should You did that things. on the back porch. Mm-hmm. You had stairs going up to a floor that was just like not supported by anything.
1: Right. Yeah. And I didn't think it would bother anybody to just build it up the, there, because, you know, you can. But yeah. I guess you probably wanted it to make sense visually.
0: Yeah, I oh, mean, cool. I, I don't know. Unless you're going for a, a really bizarre kind of, the laws of physics don't apply here kind of place, theme, I guess. But, yeah, in general, I, I think it would kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: What have you been up
0: to? Unfortunately, I have not had as much time to play this week as I would have liked. I've been busy with work and busy with the podcast. It seems like when I when I have gotten in-game, there's just, you know, administrative things to do with the guild and things like that. So I haven't made, I don't think, any real progress on my goal to get all the questing achievements in, uh, what is it, Brevain? can never remember the name of the continents. The that continent with right. Cape Jewel. Um, I haven't really gotten any further. I, I have gotten some of the story achievements in uh, Ashura done. And I've done some of the dailies in there, but I don't think I'm anywhere near finishing it. Um, but you said you don't think there is an achievement for that zone, and you couldn't find one.
1: I couldn't find one in the list, but that doesn't yeah, mean it's so. not there. I possibly just missed it.
0: Well, there may not because I, I know there's a ton of daily quests in that zone, like just, like places where it would normally be like a quest hub instead it's just tons of daily quests. So maybe there's not a whole lot of story quests. So I have to see. I'm just gonna follow the story quests, and I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into Dendrome, because we we kind of popped into that zone just a little bit for some reason. I don't. Oh, it was for the Summerfest hunting the certain creatures for those oh, quests. Oh, yeah,
1: that's where we caught some of them.
0: Yeah, I think we had to get one in the Dendrome, and that zone looks really cool. I'm really looking forward to questing them there. Though. And
1: that's level 60, that Yeah,
0: zone? Yeah, okay. there are, I believe, three level 60 zones. There's Ashura and the Dendrome on Brevain, and then in Duskin, there's, I think, Steps of Infinity. Okay. Maybe there's two in Duskin too. I don't think there are. I think there's anything. But it's huge. Those zones are huge.
1: Good. It's a lot to explore.
0: So, yeah. They didn't get much uh, progress with that. Um, I have started doing my crafting dailies. Which, I mean, let me tell you, with nine professions, there's no way I'm doing all my dailies every day. <laughs> it's just...
1: <laughs> How many do you have? Like well, 50 a day?
0: I don't even know. Like, when, when I open the part of my quest log with my profession quests, mm-hmm. it there's enough of them that i can't see them all at once like i have to scroll uh-huh. through it because you know you have um you have your dailies and then you have weeklies and there are i want to say there's at least 3 daily quests for each profession there may be more um so i and and to do all those i would either have to play for hours and all i did was gather Right. For the or I would go broke on the auction house,
1: which you have.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't want to be broke anymore, so I'm trying to stay at, at least a hundred plat. So I try to um, keep myself from spending past that. But uh, so I basically just kind of look at them and I get the low hanging fruit. I get the ones that I already have the stuff for, okay. where I only need to get like one or two things. So I managed to hand in like probably four to six of them every time I play and and I usually try to do the weekly ones because you get grand craftsman's marks from them right but the the main reason I've been doing the dailies is I wasn't doing them before because I was working on leveling my crafting and so I wanted to keep all my mats for that I still have a couple points to go in runecrafter and I think last week i I thought I was closer, but I still have like 10 or 15 to go in Artificer. I, I literally get maybe a point in that every day or two, and I just happen to get the mats to make something. I, I've been doing the dailies so that I can get Craftsman marks of the right. various flavors, and I'm trying to collect all the new dye recipes.
1: Oh yeah, how's that going?
0: I've gotten quite a few of them, but there are some of them, and I don't know how they decide which ones will be more expensive than others, other than sepia. That's an obvious uh, cheaper, one, cheapest one because you really want sepia other than to say you have sepia. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the more expensive ones are like 10 Grandmaster Marks. I don't have all of them. I have most of them. Okay. And let's see. What else have I been doing? Well, you, you mentioned the Stormbreaker Protocol debacle last night. Uh, I finally got the crystal for my gear. I have two expert pieces, and um, I finally got enough uh, inscribed source stones that I could get the crystal for it. So I got my two-piece set bonus, which I thought sure before, maybe one of our listeners can let me know if they know, I thought sure before you needed the Imperial Slayer's Marks that you get from experts to, to get that, but either you did and they changed it, or I was just screwed in the head because it's actually the inscribed or inscribed the Infinity Stone.
1: Okay, I was going to ask you about that. I was like, really, you use inscribed?
0: Is that what I said Sor- before? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm am so used to that. Yeah, it's the yeah. Infinity Stone. Um, and I also with Infinity Stone, I got a new shield, which was quite a bit better than the one I had.
1: Ooh, but how does it look?
0: Oh, it doesn't look nearly as cool, so I've collected quite a few of those Transfiguration baubles, and so I used one for the first time to make the shield look like the one I made, which is this awesome, like, glowing, purplish metal shield that I think looks like a spaceship.
1: Oh, yeah! Like the
0: really cool Big Brother of the Millennium Falcon or something. Um... So something I found out was I assumed I would lose the old shield that I used as kind of like the wardrobe piece to make the new shield look like the old one. And I didn't. I still have it. So I'm actually keeping it in my bank just so that um, I'm pretty sure when I upgrade this shield that I'll have to transfigure it again. Because I know if you have a rune on an item and you upgrade it, you lose the rune. It's like basically it becomes a new item. So, I'm assuming I'll have to transfigure it again, so I'm keeping that that shield because I really like it. I haven't seen a shield in the game I like better than that one as far as how it looks.
1: yeah, well, that's a good idea,
0: so yes, yeah, so now I'm saving up the source stone to get the uh the little thing in the jig that you need to upgrade the shield. okay. I did get a new a new build. I finally have all eight of my rolls filled again with meaningful things uh. Finally got rid of the last old build from pre-Storm Legion that is completely obsolete now. <laughs> and I, uh, as I've told everybody, I've been questing in my, uh, in a tanking build. It's not an actual full tanking build like I use in a dungeon. It's one I kind of modified for questing, so it's not quite as tanky, but it's still pretty tanky. Okay. Um, you th- get? Well, now that I'm in the level 60 zones, it is starting to take longer to kill things. Oh, yeah. And it's still great if I'm in a group or I'm doing the AoE thing. It's really great for rifts and zone events and stuff like that. But um, when I'm doing quests and I'm just killing things one by one, it, it gets a little slow. So I found a build on forums, and I'll try to remember to, to link this in the show notes, But it's actually, it's really easy to find if you go to the Cleric Guide section of the official forums. It'll probably be on the first page. It's called the Swiss Army Knife.
1: I've heard of that. Um, And it's just a DPS build?
0: Basically, it's it's designed mainly to solo PvE, so questing and things like that solo. Okay. Um, But it's also a build that you can use as a support role in the dungeon with a little bit of uh, support healing. It's a combination of Cabalist, Defiler, and Inquisitor. But it's mainly Cabalist and Defiler. And it's... um, I'm sure it wouldn't be a good build to try to raid with because it doesn't have 61 points. It's like 30-some, 30-some in those two. But it's got pretty good uh, single target, a lot of dots, and it's got... Pretty good AOE, um, so it, it's like it says. It's, it's a pretty good kind of jack of all trades, master of none build, where you don't have to like switch back and forth if you want to do single target or AOE. Um, and it's not tanky at all, but you don't really need it because you have the defiler uh, pet. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but this thing—it's pretty cool. It actually. You put the thing out, and it's like this totem-looking thing. It doesn't move or anything. And any aggro that you generate is immediately transferred to this thing. So it doesn't really generate much aggro itself, but it takes all of your aggro.
1: I see. And it constantly does this as you gain more aggro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So as long as that thing is out, I I don't even get attacked.
1: Oh, neat.
0: And. And I do have a spell to heal it, but I've never really needed to use it because I kill things so quickly that they don't live long enough to, to give it much, much problems. And, uh, other than that, the latest thing is I was really excited about this and we'll talk more about this later, but I did get to try a little bit of the new world event last night. Um, which I guess we'll talk more about later, but that was pretty fun. Yes. Tell me, woman, do you Ascended have good mead? So, Nikki, for this segment of what we're drinking and why, what have you uh, got in your frosty glass over there?
1: (laughs) I am drinking a homebrew. Yummy homebrew. Which one? This is our clone recipe of um, frouk, a Scottish ale. And so it's kind of a caramely... um, brown color and it's definitely not clear I mean, you can't see through it and it is awesome i think it's one of our most successful brews
0: well it's a scottish heather ale
1: ah yes yeah i should mention that
0: so this uh this beer actually has heather in it and um kind of a, a funny story i won't bore anybody with too much homebrew talk but the recipe we got for this said anywhere between what was it one and three cups
1: four i think no
0: i think it it was one and three cups of heather (laughs) and that's for i mean even if you've never made beer if you've cooked before that's you know that that is a a huge uh that's a huge amount of leeway one to three cups right so i was thinking well i really want to taste the heather so i went with three cups and I think it probably would have been better with one. It, the Heather taste was really strong at first. It's it's getting better now as it conditions.
1: But, yeah. yeah, it was kind of a crazy amount. <laughs>
0: Sometimes less is more.
1: Yep. And what are you drinking?
0: I am drinking a Samuel Adams beer. It's uh, their Oktoberfest beer. So it's uh, kind of a malty it's a little darker than I usually drink, but it's pretty good. Unfortunately, not as good as a, a authentic Oktoberfest, but not a bad imitation.
1: Good. Sounds delicious.
0: I take orders from neither man nor God. Rift Headlines.
1: I tried to attend the Friday livestream, but it actually got canceled because the team at Tryon is preparing for PAX. And Overload was on vacation, so we, um, we didn't have that, but I did want to mention some patch highlights. From It was a 2.3 patch on uh, the 21st that came out, and some really cool things that were changed in the store include the fact that deep supply crates have been replaced with Crucia's supply crates, and new items were added to those crates. So now you can get life-and-death-themed costume weapons, and there's even a chance to get a mount. So that's pretty exciting. What kind of mount? Um, The golden armored armored spindle, so it's big spider mounts. Okay. And relic boxes no longer contain rare-quality gear, so that's kind of a bummer. But they do have a chance at dropping 160% boost potions.
0: Well, no, I think that's a good thing.
1: That they don't contain rare-quality gear?
0: I'm assuming that that, that the rare quality gear was like the lowest quality thing you could get.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: But I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm guessing that means that you're getting, you're getting better things from those boxes. Okay. My assumption.
1: Excellent. Well, that's good then. And. (laughs) when currency drops from the Crucio Supply Crates, you now will get uh, both PvE and PvP currencies. And one final note is that Elrar said goodbye to everybody in the community on a post um, that can be found on mmochampion.com, and I will post a link to that in the show notes for anyone who's interested.
0: Very cool. Well, getting back to the the Relic... Boxes or not necessarily relics boxes, but any of the supply crates I am really curious because I've never actually opened one of these. I just use them as a Nice source of income because people will spend a lot of money for them, but I'm really curious uh, I haven't been able to find any official loot tables for them. I don't know if Anybody has I, I don't think that information is, is out there for the taking. but I'm really curious uh For anybody listening who's actually opened a Deeps box, whether it's blue or purple or orange, I'm really curious what you got from it. So if you'd like to email us or leave a comment on our website and if you've opened one of those and kind of let us know what you've gotten, I'm just really curious uh, what you got and whether you think it was worth it considering what these things sell for on the auction house uh, after you opened it? Were you glad you opened it, or were you thinking, oh, I should have sold it for the platinum"?
1: Yeah, good question.
0: And I'm sure it's a you know a luck of the draw kind of thing. You know, one guy might open it and get something totally awesome and, and be really happy, and another person might not be happy. But I guess I'm really interested in anyone who's opened quite a few of them because I know there's people out there that have bought quite a few of these and opened them. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd really be curious with someone like that, like what their experience has been overall, whether they think uh, the drops are are worthwhile from that or, or not. As we mentioned before, there is a new event now. Uh, Summerfest is over. So Nikki, how do you feel about Summerfest being over? Are you sad? Are you happy?
1: <laughs> I'm thrilled because I wasn't big into Summerfest. I tried a few of the things that they had available. Tried to do a little bit of scavenger hunt, but it wasn't that it was difficult. It was just a little dull. Like it was the same thing from the last Summerfest. So which
0: I think actually is two years ago. The last time we did it.
1: Wow, that was on. Think so
0: because I think the, we missed the last summer fest because we weren't playing.
1: Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Well, either way, it didn't hold my interest. So I'm actually glad that we've moved on to a new thing, and these zone events are a lot of fun.
0: I was not a fan of the Summerfest either. I wasn't a fan of it the first time we did it. As I said in the last episode, I think I I don't do the scavenger hunts, so maybe I'm missing out. But I yet to hear one person talk about the scavenger hunts with anything other than uh, scorn and derision.
1: Yeah, same here. <laughs> um,
0: so I really don't think I'm missing anything there except maybe more stress in my life. Um, but I was, at least for a while, I was doing the, the dailies. We did the the ones where you go and you look for critters to catch. And those were kind of fun. I, I kind of was hoping those would be at least a weekly quest. Um, they were really good XP when you did all of them and they were fun, but you only got to do them once.
1: Yep, and you didn't then... get to keep the pets, the little mini creatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then there was the, uh, the one where you talk to the horse, and I actually didn't complete that one. And it must have gone away with the end of phase one because I'm pretty sure I never got rid of the quest and we were just out doing instant adventures and I found the freaking horse. And I was talking to him, and I didn't have the quest anymore. So Aww, I think lover. it went away in the second phase. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to do the the dailies, the, uh, you know, making the sandwiches and fishing up the fish and making the lures because I, at first I was thinking I wanted to either get that, that Phoenix pet or the, there's a really good, Well, actually, there are two really good rings for Cleric. There's a tanking one and then a DPS slash healing one. And I was kind of wanting to get one or two or three of those items. But it turns out, at least from my experience, it seemed like you had to do the scavenger hunts to even have a prayer because you needed, I think it was 4,000 of the merit badges and then three of the friendship bracelets. And I only had two friendship bracelets. And I got those like... Right in the very beginning, probably from those quests we could only do once. Yeah. And then never got another one. Um, so I realized about a week ago that, that that wasn't going to happen. And I hate fishing anyway. I can't imagine a more boring thing to do. Yeah. In game, me neither. Other than maybe organize the guild bank. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just kind of gave up on it. Okay. But definitely kind of a lackluster holiday.
1: Yeah, whereas madness, it, madness in Mythosia is a lot more fun.
0: Hopefully. We haven't uh, had a lot of experience with it yet, but in case uh, you don't know about this new event, it started yesterday, and it involves uh, zone invasions in Scarlet Gorge, Scarwood Reach, and Moonshade Highlands. And so this dovetails really nicely into our episode today because we're going to talk all about zone of eva- invasions in a little bit. Uh, but basically, you go to these zones, you participate in the zone evasions. You want to mentor down to the appropriate level if you're higher level, in order to get the best re- rewards. Right. And they have some really cool uh, loot that you get. And also, I'm pretty sure at least some if not all of these invasions are new invasions so these are zone events you haven't done before so you can get some new achievements and just see some new content that you've never seen before and and maybe some zones that you liked and haven't seen for a while I know we're both big fans of moonshade highlands yes right at the top of the list the the one thing that I'm really hoping to get and looking forward to getting is a sapphire kirin mount even though I'll probably never use it because I really like my swift armored ash strider. And I just
1: so just because it has four legs, you're not going to use yeah, that one? Well, mount?
0: I mean, I will try it, but every mount that I've used uh, other than the ash strider, I just don't think it compares in, in uh, cornering ability and handling <laughs> and
1: all that stuff. Steering? Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but it looks really cool. I have to yeah. say... I've seen the other keyrins they've done, and I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't like, oh, whatever. I mean, they're cool, but I wasn't, I, I never thought, oh, I want one of those. Okay. Until I saw the Sapphire one. The Sapphire is really cool. It's got blues and purples. If, if you haven't seen the picture of it, go to the, the Rift website, the Rift game website, and uh, scroll through the, the main kind of what would you call that the main thing in the middle of the page uh the greeter ad i guess
1: there's a a rotating greeter ad at the top
0: scroll through that and one of them talks about this and you can click on that and see a picture of the kieran mount on there and it is really cool you can also get a cape with either a defiant or a guardian crest crest on it i'm Assuming and hoping that you get that based on what you are, and you don't just randomly... Like, I don't want to randomly get a Guardian cape.
1: Okay, I believe it is random, because one of our guild members got the Guardian cape. Um, guardian Crest cape, and I'm pretty sure he's Defiant. But I could be wrong about that, so we'll just have to wait and see. Is it Soulbound, do you know? I don't think so. When he linked it, I didn't see Soulbound in there.
0: Okay, well, if it's bind on. Find on equip. I guess that's all right. At least then you can sell it. And... But yeah. if it's fine by- yeah. on pickup, that's really lame.
1: Because then you're stuck <laughs> with the guardian cape. Sorry, guardians. <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah. Unless later in our dimension we can like have a slain guardian like hanging somewhere.
1: Oh, it's terrible. With the cape on
0: him. That would be <laughs> cool. Um, but I guess we're friends now. But that doesn't mean I have to like them.
1: Ooh. <laughs> also,
0: there's a Twilight Jester hat and a Crimson Gothic hat.
1: Yes, which I will post in the show notes also for you guys, so you can take a look at that.
0: And you can also get a Lesser Experience vial, a Lesser Token Tablet, or a Riot to- Torch. And also, we have a note here if you're participating in any of these events, make sure and stick around. Make sure that the event is over even if it's an event in that zone that maybe you've done before because some of them may have uh extra bosses at the end and you have to defeat all the bosses of the event before you get the special loot
1: that's right you want to stick around
0: and uh, another quick tip for you and this is something that i really really hope they fix i i like to think it's a bug and, and this wasn't intended um but right now in the game when you look at your map, you can only look at the map of the part of the world that you're in. So if you want to be able to see if there are invasions going on in one of these zones, you have to be somewhere in the Old World, even Ember Isle. You can't be in the Storm Legion zones at all. And you, I'm, I'm really thinking they're going to fix this because on the particular map, you can switch back and forth, but the particulum map does not show you zone events going on. And in case you didn't know, you can see zone events uh, on your map. So if you open your map in-game and look around at the different zones, there's usually an event going on somewhere almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And you'll find if a zone has an event, there's this emblem on the zone. And uh, when you mouse over that emblem, it'll tell you what the event is, I believe, doesn't it?
1: I think so, yeah. And yeah. it looks, I think, like a blue or a turquoise diamond on your yeah. map.
0: Yeah, it's very distinctive. Once once you see it, you can't miss it. So I guess you know if you're if you're really wanting to do these events, you can either do like we did and ask people in your guild to let you know if they notice it, um, or you can uh, just stay in the old world. Another another possibility. And <laughs> I actually I thought of this before, but I didn't think about talking about it on the show. I wish I would have uh, had had some direct information for you guys about this but there are chat channels for the different levels and so if you join the appropriate chat channel for the level of that zone um, the zone events are announced in that chat channel and you can be in chat channels for levels that aren't the level you're at so you can be in level 1 to 29 chat no matter what level you are you just do slash join 1 to Level one to twenty nine.
1: Okay, so that's an idea. Yeah, I mean,
0: you're gonna have a lot of text going by your chat window, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That'd be a great add on for someone to make. It's something to tell you when there's zone, zone event. There, there is the uh, the app right you can get on your smartphone, and that does tell you about zone events. But as far as like an in game add on, there's not one that I know of. But we're going to talk a little bit about add-ons later. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. I can smell you mortals. And I am hungry.
0: Our main segment this week is all about zone events. If you've played this game very much at all, you've probably noticed or seen or hopefully been part of a zone event but maybe you're someone who, you know, you're focused on your questing or whatever you're doing and you haven't participated. And so if you haven't participated or if you have and you feel like you don't completely understand the dynamics of what's going on, this is for you. (laughs) (laughs) So I think for Nikki and I, it would be a pretty close tie Between rifts and zone events, as far as what we like most in this game. Yes. And it's an even harder thing to decide because they're kind of intertwined. Very much so. Zone events involve rifts. So, if you love rifts, then you'll probably love zone events. Basically, in a zone event, a given zone will be invaded by one of the planes. And when this happens there will be just tons of rifts opening to that plane in the zone, almost to the exclusion of other rifts. And I don't have any, um, like, an official source on this, but my observation in-game has been, like, let's say Free March. A lot of times you'll see death invasions in Free March. So you may have some non-death rifts open in Free March, but once that death Zone event starts. Once those rifts are gone, the only the only new rifts opening will be death. Death, death rifts. And when the event starts, a lot of death rifts will, or whatever kind of rift it is, will mm-hmm. open spontaneously. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit in the last episode. This is one of the uh, one of the exceptions to rifts opening from tears is when there is an event like this beginning. Um, a bunch of rifts will just spawn on the map where there weren't terrors before. They'll just be everywhere. You will get, if you're already in the zone, you will get a warning about five minutes before the event starts. There will be a zone-wide message. There'll be a sound and big text on your screen. It'll look like a boss emote from a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're cryptic. It, it won't say... This zone event will start in five minutes. (laughs) It'll say something weird like, you know, the dragons of Khrusha gather or something like that. And that probably is not even one, but it'll be something like that. It'll be, it's always the same from the same event. So someone in the know, when they see that, they'll know instantly that a particular event is starting. And a lot of times in the zone chat, people will say, oh, this event is about to start. People who know what that means. But even if you don't know exactly what event that means, when you see that kind of zone-wide emote, you know that in about five minutes, an event is going to start. So you can kind of get ready, get prepared. Once the event begins, uh, a zone quest will appear on your UI. And this Mm -hmm. will be, um, I believe it's in the same location as your your rift objectives or if you're in an onslaught your onslaught objectives it's the exact same looking interface as that and just like with the rifts and the onslaughts at the end of the event you'll have the little button on that that you click to get your loot Mm -hmm. but that um actually i take that back it's not in the same place because it's where your quest objectives are
1: Okay, it'll I've be, moved everything around so many times on my layout. Yeah,
0: it'll be at the top of your... If you're showing your quest objectives on your screen, it'll be mm-hmm. at the top of that. Okay. And it has kind of a, a blue-green header to it, um, which is the same color header if you do instant adventures. Mm-hmm. You'll have So it's kind of funny, if you're in an instant adventure and a zone, zone event is going on or starts, you'll have like two... You know, you'll have the zone event one and then the instant adventure one and then your regular quest. But these days, uh, and this is really cool, and we'll talk about it more when we get to instant adventures, but these days, the instant adventures dovetail into the zone events. So if you right. are doing an instant adventure, once you finish the one you're on, your instant adventure becomes complete the zone event.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: So the, the event will start and you'll have... Quest Objectives. And the zone events, kind of like a Rift, they have different fa- phases. So in order to advance to the next phase, you have to complete all of the objectives that are on your screen. And this is a cooperative event that everybody in the zone can participate in. And, you know, it's it's not usually something that you're going to be able to do by yourself. The objectives no. are wide-sweeping enough that it really takes you know, uh, a good number of players, not necessarily working together, together, but all kind of working on it. There are basically two types of zone invasions. There are, are the minor invasions and the massive invasions. So usually a minor invasion, one of your objectives in the first phase will be to close rifts. And it will be a certain number of rifts of a certain type that matches what the zone event is. So if you're in Free March and it's a death zone event it'll be close so many death rifts yeah so everybody who close once the event starts everybody who closes a death rift that will that will go towards it once all of those objectives on your screen are complete then you move to the next phase mm-hmm. another common objective in minor invasions is to defend the zone's ward stones from the invading planar monsters and so the wardstones will be marked on your map with this light blue colored shield. And one of the things you can do in the event, because these objectives are going on at the same time, so some people will be running around closing rifts. Some people be uh,
1: running to wardstones.
0: Another common objective is to defeat defeat invasion forces. So you know it might say close twelve death rifts kill 200 death invaders and defend the wardstones. stones and it'll the wardstones. stones it'll tell you how many there are and how many are are still being held or how many have been lost and so the wardstones. stones you don't have to keep all of them you can lose some but if you lose all of them the zone event fails and that's the end
1: is it a percentage that you can lo- lose? like No, that you, you lose... just you
0: can't lose all of them. If okay. you lose all of them, the event is over. Gotcha. Defending the Wardstones is a really important part of the zone event, and for whatever reason, it seems to be a part of the event that gets neglected. If there's if there's a part of the event, because there's a time limit too, so if there's a part of the event that fails, it's usually the defending the Wardstones, not so much the killing the planar invasions. Or sealing the rifts. And, you know, to be honest, I I don't totally understand that. Because, you know, defending the wardstones, you're still gonna be killing lots of planar allies because there's gonna be invasions, like invasion after invasion after invasion, coming at that wardstone, and, and you're gonna have to fend them off. So it's not yeah. like you're just sitting there, you know, chewing on a piece of straw. <laughs> Once you've finish all those objectives with a minor invasion, there will be a boss that will spawn that everybody, you know, has to bring down to complete the event, and mm-hmm. this boss will again be be marked on your map, uh, can you describe what that icon looks like? I don't know. You know, know, know I, I don't remember.
1: It. Oh, is it the skull icon? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And it'll be the color of the invasion, so if it's a death invasion, it'll be purple. If you just right. look at your map and look around you'll see it so everybody runs to that boss and fights the boss and and these guys are they're pretty badass you're not gonna if you're at level you're not gonna take this thing out by yourself oh and a side note speaking of at level uh these days if you're doing these invasions you do want to be mentored down to the appropriate level You may think, oh, well, I can be level 60 and just steamroll through stuff. And you're right, you can. But your rewards, um, both the loot you get and the experience you get, will be significantly reduced if you're higher than the required level. So, you know, Tryon really wants you to be at level to work on this stuff, which which makes sense. I mean, steamrolling stuff isn't fun. I mean, some people may think it's fun, but... After you do it for a while, it kind of loses, you know, it loses something. It's magic. And it's really not fun for everybody else who, you know, if you're in Free March and, you know, people are like level 10 or 15 or whatever, and they're working on this zone event, and some level 60 comes in and just smashes the boss in a few hits, I mean, that's that's no fun. But, <laughs> so, yeah, don't do that. Don't be that guy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then there are massive invasions, and these are very similar to the minor invasions. They're just a little more massive. (laughs) A little (laughs) bigger in scale. Uh, These will involve defeating elite forces, which I like to call mini-bosses. There may be numerous of these that you either, they all spawn at the same time, or they spawn sequentially. It really depends on the event. There's a lot of different Types of events. Um, you can also have an objective to defend uh, Wardstone with this event. And the Massive Evasions will also have uh, more quest like objectives that will involve you to maybe kill specific enemies or gather specific resources and take them to specific places. There's a lot of different variations, but these you really want to pay attention to your objectives and um, look at your map. Um, sometimes when you just read the objectives, it, it doesn't completely make sense, but then if you look at the map and look at the things that are marked on your map and the arrows and where they want you to go, sometimes you can kind of put two and two together and figure it out. Uh, okay. Okay. If you can't, if you can't figure it out, it's a new event. You've never done it before. You're not sure what to do. Don't be afraid to ask in the zone chat that you're in. um, Just ask people what to do. Also, you can ask if there's a group or a raid that you can join that's that's doing objectives. Because these things are a lot more fun if you're with a group of people. Oh, yeah. But even if you don't... By the time of the boss, if not before, you'll you'll find everybody else, and everybody kind of congregates together, and and uh, the uh, the the public group system is pretty good at, at bringing everybody's groups together in the one big raid. Yep. Unlike the minor invasions, the massive invasions don't always uh, end with a battle against a single powerful boss. Like I said, it it could be a a variety of kind of mini bosses, and these invasions also result in the sky of the zone changing color. So I
1: don't think I've ever noticed that.
0: Yeah, I have. It, it's very much like almost like the whole zone is a rift. Kind of how the sky takes on the quality of whatever the element is.
1: Oh so wow! So free
0: march will get really dark with dark clouds, and kind of purplish dark clouds. And, and oh, the death invasions. That's neat. So as far as participating in these events, and I think this is something that maybe turns people that are new to zone events off, is they think that they have to do everything to get credit. It doesn't work that way. Even if you contribute just a little bit...
1: You'll get something. You will
0: get something. Like, like say for instance, one of the objectives is to kill planar creatures that are invading. Even if you just kill one death creature that was at a wardstone or whatever, you will still get a little planarite or something when the event's over. Now, the more that you contribute, the more rewards you'll get at the end. Um, so, if you're concerned about the rewards, you definitely want to do as much as you can. If it's closing rifts, close as many rifts as you can. Make sure and, and get there for the boss fights or the mini boss fights um, and get as much as you can from it uh some of the common rewards that you you'll get is of course planarite also you can get uh equipment drops you can get artifacts and various uh rift consumables uh these vary by level but the basic types you have like a some kind of flame consumable that does damage every time someone hits you there's the the life seed ones that give you a heal over time there's earth shield there's air ones that either stun your opponent or increase you increase speed. your run speed right uh yeah there's quite a few different ones that i like i like the death ones at lower levels because it does damage to your opponent and gives you that much health so oh, that's cool yeah those save my butt quite a bit at the uh, at the lower levels and there's these ones. They look like like a little circle, and they just do damage to cleaner foes, and they have a cooldown, so you can't like use them over and over and over. But okay. I found at lower levels, if, if you have one that's current for your level, it's a nice little DPS increase to just blow one of those on a in a rift or whatever against one <laughs> of the bosses. I only use them, and they go up in flames.
1: Ooh, it's really cool. cool.
0: Other rewards include the planar currency appropriate to the zone that you're in or if you're mentored it will be appropriate to your level so some kind of source stone or infinity stone or something like that. Okay. And you can also get things like uh, lesser or greater planar essences and you will get these rewards even if you don't make it for the boss fight if you did other things in the event. So it's definitely not an all or nothing kind of thing. You know, even if you can just do it a little bit, you'll still get something. And if you have to log off before the event is over, the next time you log in, you, the reward will be waiting for you. That's handy. Get down on your knees and make it lovely. Over achievers.
1: If you hit H, you get to your achievements window. Welcome to the overachiever segments. In your achievement window, to find the rift zone, or the zone event achievements, you'll want to look under the planes tab. And it's divided by the different planes in the game. Um, For instance, air. One great achievement that you can get is storm chaser. And this you get by destroying new... Nidavada and that's a colossal sky beast. It's basically a big bird and that's part of the sky beast zone event in Iron Pine Peak and Iron Pine Peak is level 40 to 50 um, But the way people are leveling so fast these days, I'm sure even if you're low level you'll be there before you know it Another achievement is part of the death plane and it is called go home Gogolab. And you send Lord Adram's Erd- minion, Gogolab, back to the Soul Stream. It's this giant, um, he has like this mean death whip. I remember fighting him yeah, at a lower level. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's really sick. He has like marks all over him. Um, it's part of the Eye for an Eye Zone event in Stillmore. And then another one that I have is um, the part of the Earth Plane, and it's called Disassembled. And you have to disassemble Eddie, the colossal VX-27 Dredger. He's basically a big robot-type character. And um, that's probably the systematic deconstruction zone event in Scarlet Gorge. And that one is for lower levels. So that's level 27 to 29, that zone. So you can participate in that one pretty early on and get that achievement.
0: So I see you left the other death one for me.
1: If you wanted to mention it, sure.
0: Oh, yeah. This one is the Twins of Terror! <laughs> Rip to shreds the colossal fleshborn terror. <laughs> uh, that one's in Scarwood Reach, level 30 to 35. Yeah. And uh, Scarwood Reach, again, is one of the zones, uh, and Scarlet Gorge that you just mentioned, that are part of the, the event going on right now. That's right. So, as I like to say, more bang for your buck if you do some zone events in one of those.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Soon you will fight. For now, you must learn. Rift Tips and Tricks For this week's Tips and Tricks, I thought I would talk to you guys about add-ons. I had a lot of add-ons when I played World of Warcraft. I could not even begin you how many add-ons I had or remember what they all were and I remember what a pain in the ass it was whenever there was a patch or something that would screw up all my (laughs) add-ons. So when I started playing this game I decided I was going to play as long as I could without using any add-ons because I did not want to deal with it. I thought a game should be made well enough you shouldn't have to use add-ons. Um, right. And Rift is. Rift is made well enough. The UI is good enough that if you don't want to use an add-on, you never, ever have to. I still use a stock UI. I've, I have done some things. I've scaled it. You, you can If you go into your settings, you can adjust the scale of your UI. So I've scaled it smaller so that I can fit more hot bars and just have more space of my screen that isn't crap you know, from the UI. Yeah. Uh, you can also edit your layout, which allows you to move pretty much any part of your UI anywhere you want on your screen. And and these were things that you had to do with add-ons in that other game that I mentioned. Um, Rift lets you do that stock. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are oodles of add-ons out there that people use and people like, but for a long time I was I wouldn't say I was prejudiced against add-ons. I just didn't want to deal with it. It was another hassle and another thing to deal with. Okay. That said, after, you know, a, a, what, at least two years playing this game now. Right. I have collected a few add-ons. And these aren't so much uh, add-ons to change the way my UI looks or change my cast bars or anything like that. They're more what I like to call quality of life add-ons. Okay. So I talked a little bit uh, in a previous episode about an add-on I use called Quest Finder. I mistakenly referred to it as Quest Helper in in the episode, but Nikki put the correct add-on on on our show notes. It's called Quest Finder. And that's a pretty handy add-on. There's not much to it. You basically type in a command, and it tells you how many quests you have not completed in the zone you're in and what the names of those quests are. That is useful if you're one of those people that are trying to get the achievement like I am uh, for those zone quests, but again, just kind of useful to to those specific people. The the add-ons I wanted to talk about today are add-ons I think that will be useful to pretty much anyone. They're really easy to use. There there are some add-ons I use that are more complex um, that I like, but that I wouldn't recommend to most people just because they're kind of complicated to set up. These, these are really easy. So the first one is called Rifter. And if you remember, I think it was the last episode, I was talking about how I had this hot bar that was full of all my planer lures. Yes. And how I had so many that I couldn't even fit them all well rifter is a wonderful solution to this problem and what rifter does is it is a single button that you can drag around on your screen you can put anywhere on your screen you want i like to put mine by the mini map there's kind of like an indentation there above and below the buttons where you zoom in and out and stuff like that where like these buttons just fit perfectly and what this add-on does is you click on the button and it shows all of your lures a little window opens up it shows all your lures all your major lures minor lures pvp every lure even if you have uh lures like uh crafting lures that are items in your bag or if you have like hunt lures that are items in your bag it shows those wow so this little button you click on it expands into a window you just click on the lure you want to use and you, you open that kind of rift. That, really great. That is great.
1: so handy. And you mentioned that there's uh, this trick to it where you don't even have to click on the button. You can just roll over it and have it open.
0: Well, that's actually the default setting. It's just okay. a mouse over setting. I, I preferred to have it where I needed to click on it because I okay. didn't want to just accidentally mouse over it. Um, so if you install this item. Id- item if you install install this (laughs) add-on then load the game and do slash rifter in your chat it will show you all the commands that you can use Um, there are commands where you can toggle between the mouse over functionality or the clicking Uh, there's a command where you can control uh, the amount of time it takes it to uh, what do you call it fade out
1: yes yeah when
0: you Basically, when you move your mouse away from it, it kind of disappears. Right. Uh, it's the default, I believe, is a second. I set it to 0.5 seconds, so it really gets out of there fast because I don't okay. want it, you know. Well Once I've moused away from it, I'm done with it. I want it gone. I don't yeah, know, I wonder if you there. could
1: do 0.1. Like, I want Maybe. it instantly gone.
0: <laughs> I mean, if it let me do 0.5, I imagine you could do any decimal (laughs) if you do slash rifter you'll see the different commands you can play around with it there's literally like four or five commands i mean this thing is really easy to use the next one is a very similar add-on i believe it's made by the same developer it's called teleporter and this does the exact same thing as rifter only this handles all your teleports so for those of you really new to the game you may not realize that you are not just limited to your uh, soul 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 binding. What is the actual ability? Soul retrieval or
1: I'm not sure I thought it was soul binding. Well that's that where you
0: life? set where you go to but what's the actual ability that you cast?
1: Hmm, I don't remember what it's called.
0: Well, anyway, you, you, I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we look about. at it all the time, right? right we can't remember. You you have an ability where you can bind your soul to a specific particulum, and then you use this teleport once per hour, and you can teleport back. Well, uh, other MMOs I've played, that that's all you got, you know. Unless you were some kind of class that that could teleport with spells, you know, that was that was pretty much it. Well, wow. in Rift, there are a ton of other teleports you can get. I probably should have written this down, but I think I can remember from memory.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: first <laughs> of all, if you do the, I believe it's the Death Saga, you will ultimately get a insignia of the Unseen, or Unseen Insignia. I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's either Unseen Insignia or Insignia of <laughs> the Unseen, and this okay. will teleport you to Meridian. I'm assuming there is a similar item in the saga for guardians, but I really have no idea. I I, I would think that Triumph would give them a teleport too, even though, well, I'm, I'm I was gonna say an anti-guardian. Feature. I don't want to <laughs> alienate half my listeners. so I won't. I'll keep my my prejudices to myself.
1: That'd be good. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. so this
0: one will take you to Meridian, and uh, I may be wrong about it being a saga quest, but it is. Basically, if you do your story quest for the Unseen Man and follow them to their conclusion, you will get this item. That's, okay. that's how I got this item. Uh, there are also, let me think, three other items, you can, teleporting items, that you can get from artifact sets. There is one for uh, Stillmore that takes you to Zerus Return. There's one for Shimmer Sand that takes you to Wormbane Spire. And there's one for Iron Pine Peaks, which takes you to Chancel of Labors, is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, These you get from the Artifact Set for the Zone. So there is an Artifact Set for Stillmore just called Stillmore, the Stillmore Artifact Set. Uh And these, most if not all of the Artifacts in that set are Artifacts that are in multiple sets. So, even if you've already found some of those artifacts, you may have put them in another set. You can, of course, buy artifacts on the auction house, but I will tell you that the, the right most, you know, last artifact, the rarest artifact in each of these sets is usually pretty expensive because people yeah. want these teleporters. But um, I think it's worth it. I, I don't think I got one of those by just finding all the artifacts, I, I had to buy a lot of them and I spent literally hundreds of platinum to get them all, but I really think it was worth it.
1: Now you can go anywhere. <laughs> Almost. Almost, yeah. Uh,
0: these, the un- Unseen Insignia and these three artifact uh, rewards that I just mentioned are all items that you have to carry with you to use, so you'll want to keep these in your bags, uh, and you just right-click them to use them, or if you're using Teleporter, they'll be part of, part of that. Uh, another item, and this is way down the road for you new players, but when you get to Storm Legion, you can get a similar item that will take you to Tempest Bay. And that is. Was that a, a loyalty reward, or was that something we bought with credits? I can't remember.
1: I don't remember either. I think it was credits.
0: No, no, I think it was about, a- It's a loyalty reward. It's the Bravanic Portal Generator. Oh, okay. Credits. So I guess we'll talk about that. So the, the Tempest Bay one you get with, uh, with a loyalty reward. I believe it's a blue tier reward, but I'm not 100% about that. The Bravanic Portal Generator is something that you buy with credits from the Rift store. It, too, like all of these, has an hour cooldown. It, it also is an item that you carry with you. This one is really cool though, because when you right click on this guy, it's like you're at a Particulum. And you can mm-hmm. switch between the Old World and the New. You can go to any Particulum that you've discovered. The only downside is you do have to pay for it, just like you would with a normal Particulum. It, it just basically is a way to interface with a Particulum from anywhere. Right. You can also buy uh, Brevanic Portal generator batteries. ...from the Rift Store, and occasionally you will get them uh, from your daily reward. I've gotten one once uh, from your little daily reward you get from the store. Right. And that will is a consumable that when you re- right-click that, it goes away, but it resets the cooldown on your mm-hmm. portal generator. Okay. The rest of the teleports that I'm aware of in-game all come from Planar Attunement, and there is one... For each of the six elements in Planar Attunement that you get in Tier 2. And I could probably try to remember what they all are, but I, I won't be able to remember all of them. But, for instance, uh, Fire will take you to Ember Isle. Uh, water, I believe, takes you to Glomewood. Okay. Or no, not Gloamwood, uh, Moonshade Highlands. Uh... Yeah, I can't remember them all. But That's if all right. you just open your planar attunement UI, which the default hotkey for that is you, as in user,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, if you open that up, you can mouse over your second tier planar attunement abilities and see what the various teleports are. It's the center hex in the second tier of each element, and each one takes you someplace different. So, When you get to the point where you're getting planar attunement, it may be a factor in determining which elements you work on. If there's a certain place you really want to be able to teleport to. Right. So anyway, wow, that was a huge tangent about all the (laughs) teleporters. But good, good tips and tricks there, people.
1: Yeah, and teleporter, you don't have to do any setup with it. You just kind of install it, and you just put the button where you want. You mean on your the add-on screen. teleporter? Yes, they add yeah, the add-on. Yeah, this
0: add-on works exactly like the Rifter add-on. It's a little button you can drag wherever you want. Has the same command as the Rifter. Like I said, it's the same developer. It works exactly the same way. So you do slash teleporter, and it will list all the commands and what they do. You know, you can reduce your timeout, things like that. When you open the teleporter interface by clicking on it or mousing over, depending how you have it set up, it shows all your teleports in the list. You click on the one you want, and it does the teleport. And then if any of them are on cooldown, it will be red, and it will actually tell you how many minutes are left on the cooldown. It does include uh, guild rally banners and your rally scrolls.
1: Oh, that's great. Which
0: is awesome. It also includes the summon abilities that you get in the Tier 3 Planar Attunments. Which, these are really cool. This is probably my favorite ability that is new in the game since I've come back. Um, in, in the Tier 3 of the Planar attunement, for whatever element you're in, you get the ability to summon your party if you're in a rift of that type. So if you have Tier 3 life... And you get this ability if you're in or even near. You don't even have to be in the rip. You can be far enough out that you're not going to aggro things. And you can use this ability, and it summons your entire group to you.
1: Oh, which is sweet. Great, great. And that I've works, yet to use it.
0: That works cross-shard, too.
1: Oh, awesome. So you can
0: invite people from other shards into your group. If, if for some reason you have a friend that plays on another shard, you can invite them to your group and then use this ability to teleport them to you on your shard. And then you guys can do stuff together. Nice. Or I suppose uh, because dungeons and warfronts are cross shard. Mm-hmm. So maybe you meet someone in a dungeon that's really cool and you remember their name and you friend them. And you know, you guys can do stuff together. If if one of you doesn't want to switch shards, doesn't want to move, you both like guilds, you don't want to move. But you can still have fun together, which is really cool yeah and just uh since since i'm talking about that and this is tips and tricks if you don't know if you want to message someone on another shard or if you want to invite them to your group you use the same kind of command you normally would like slash invite and then their name the only difference is right after your name you put the at sign which is what shift 2 i believe like if you're you are Using for an email address, a at symbol, you yep. do their name, at, and then the name of their shard with no spaces. Okay. So if it's Graybriar and it's Joe Bob, it'd be Joe Bob <laughs> at Graybriar. And you can slash invite them to your the group. You can slash whisper or slash tell them. Excellent. All that stuff. The next add-on I'd like to tell you guys about is a cool add-on called Rare Dar. Kinda like Radar, only Rare Dar, all one word. And this add-on is used to find, uh, rare creatures in the world. So every zone has rare creatures that only, you know, spawn every so often. There's only one of them and they're just kind of a cool little easter egg in the zone but what's cool is every zone has an achievement for well a lot of times they have multiple achievements for killing different amounts of these rare creatures right so if you go into your uh achievement interface which is h default hotkey and you go into a zone like say the zone you're questing in, you go under zones tab go into the zone you're questing in, say free march Scroll through the achievements, and you'll find ones for these rare creatures. And if you click on that achievement, it'll tell you which ones of those rare creatures you have killed and which ones you haven't. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will go online and research and, and figure out where these guys spawn and camp them or whatever, and you can totally do that. But Raredar is really nice because what this does is a lot of times you can walk right by one of these creatures and not realize it. Because often they will look just like other creatures that are around. Like it might be a warthog that looks just like all the other warthogs. <laughs> and the only way you know this guy's different is when you target him, his unit frame is special and he right. has an actual name and it says rare when you mouse over him.
1: And I think there's a diamond yes, at yes, the top.
0: Yes, yes, you're right. Yes, they'll be, a, they're usually or always a league. So they right. have the elite unit frame. And then, yeah, at the top of that, there's this diamond symbol. And I used to do this, like, like targeting everything in sight just to make <laughs> sure there's no rares. Unless you're yeah. doing that, you can easily miss one. And, and some of them are yellow creatures that uh, don't aggro. So those are especially hard to miss because a lot of times you kind of ignore those guys anyway. Yeah. Um, but what Raredar will do is if you get close to one of these, it will tell you. It will also tell you if you're in an area that this creature is known to be found, but the creature isn't there. So if you want to, like, hang out there for a while and see if he shows up or spawns. Um, There's a lot of functionality with this uh, app or add-on, I guess you say. Uh, And there's a lot of different ways you can set it up and different ways you can use it. Okay. it's really, I mean, you can just install it and just let it run and use it the default way, but it also, there's some ways you can kind of customize it to the way you want. Because, like, I know you and I, Nikki, we use it slightly differently as far as how we have the interface working and, and everything.
1: Yeah, I still got it. So, or I just got it. So, I'm still playing around with it. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to use it. But.
0: Yeah. 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 And what
1: it can do. I, I didn't even know up until now that there were variations for how you could right, display right. it. Yeah,
0: And finally, the last add-on I'm going to talk about today is one called Mount Me. And before you start wondering what that could involve, <laughs> I'll just tell you that it has to do with your mounts and your companion pets. And what this add-on does is it puts two buttons on your UI... One of these, when you click it, will summon a random mount from your collection of mounts. And the other one, when you click it, will summon a random companion pet. So this is really great for people who have a lot of mounts and or a lot of companion pets. And they don't want to deal with deciding which one they're going to summon. Or having hot bars filled with them. Or having to go into the actual companion window on your character sheet to summon them. Which kind of takes a while. Yeah. Um, They want an easy way to just summon one randomly well that's what this does it does the same thing with your mounts and your companion pets there is a small amount of setup involved but it's really easy there have been other add-ons in the past that were a little more involved to set up this one Mm -hmm. is really easy the first time you run the add-on you just open this window you open your say your companion pet window and you literally just drag and drop each of icons into the add-on and add-on. And that way you can also uh, control if there's certain pets that you don't like, like me, I hate the corgis. I never want to see a corgi <laughs> running <or> around <anyone laughs> behind me. So oh, you, you just broke just,
1: so many people's hearts. You can
0: just choose not to add those pets. So you can just add the ones that you want it to summon. The same okay. thing with your mounts. Um, there are some settings that you can explore with this. One of them is where it, I forget exactly what it's called, but it basically, every time you summon, it forces something unique. But it seems like, from my experience, that this is only true during your current login. So when you log out, it doesn't, the next time you log in, it doesn't remember what pets you used before.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: it's really only a useful setting if you're summoning numerous pets during one play session and you don't want to see the same one twice. i I really hope in an update that they have a feature where it will remember it so that you actually cycle through all your pets before you see the same one again. Which,
1: that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd
0: be really cool. But I know nothing about designing add-ons, so for all I know, that's difficult or impossible to do right <laughs> now. So that is uh, all the add-ons. So that's Rifter, Teleporter, Rare Adar, and Mount Me. And we will have links to these in the show notes. You can get all of these add-ons on Curse. And -hmm. we'll have a link to Curse on the show notes. Uh, In case you don't know, uh, Curse is basically a program that just kind of simplifies the whole add-on process. You load Curse, and then you can use that to find add-ons. And it works for numerous games, not just Rift. You can use it to find add-ons. It will install them for you. Not that installing add-ons is difficult, but it just kind of simplifies it. And yeah. it also you can load this. And, and this is probably the best thing about it. You can load Curse and it will tell you if any of your add-ons have updates. Which otherwise you would have to either just wait till they break in-game. And then go to the website. <laughs> or every so often go to the add-ons website to see if there's an update. So Curse is really nice because. Um,
1: it just kind of brings it all into one place. Right.
0: And it is a free program. You can get a paid version where you get some more uh, features. But I I use the free one. And they don't uh, bug you with uh, pop-ups and crazy like that. Like a lot of programs, uh, I believe the default setting when you install Curse is for it to load when Windows starts and to run in the background all the time. Yeah. A lo- I'm sure most of you know a lot of programs are like that and you just want to... After you install it, go into the preferences and disable that if you don't want Curse running all the time. I, I don't think it's necessary. I load it up maybe once every few days just to see, or or after a patch, to see. But I, I don't really see the point in having it running all the time, taking up resources. And one last note for our tips and tricks section this week. This has nothing to do with add-ons, but okay. this is a bit of a correction. And an apology from me as to last week in our tips and tricks, I mentioned the planar squirrel pets, which are still my some of my favorite, if not my favorite, pets in the game. Yeah. And Nikki and I got into a little discussion about whether or not they still fight each other. I had not seen them do this since we started playing again, and I thought that for whatever reason that no longer was the case, and they don't fight anymore. Mm -hmm. So, we were scientists about it, and we got together with some gilbees the other night, and we all got out our squirrels, and we had different (laughs) squirrels, and they do still fight. Yep. So, that is another great reason to get these pets. Each one uh, will shoot a bolt of his energy, so the the flame squirrel throws little fireballs, and the shade squirrel throws little blue orbs of death magic i guess okay and uh yeah i i kind of think that you have to be in a party for these to work though i'm not sure about that i would love if, if someone out there knows for sure one way or the other to let us know but i think maybe you have to be in a party with someone for the squirrels to fight each other
1: it kind of seemed that way when we were yeah like playing with our squirrels or whatever yeah because
0: we had a guildie that was with us who had just gotten one and he had it out and his squirrel just sat there for the longest time and didn't do anything and then we added him to our party and then after a while he started fighting but they'll just i mean it's not like a constant thing but every i don't know 30 seconds minute or so one of them will lob a spell at the other right they just (laughs) go back and forth it's really fun if you're in, like, a five-man, and all five people have different squirrels out, and they're just, like, going at it while you're going through the dungeon,
1: Yeah.
0: It's pretty cool. Um, all the squirrels are definitely not created equal as far as how cool they look. I, I think my favorites are definitely the fire and the shade squirrel. I'm really not a fa- fan of the air squirrel just because he's practically invisible. <laughs> but they're all really cool. I mean, I collected all of them as soon as I find, found out I could get them.
1: Yeah. Same here. They're really cool. Kira, would you like to see a trick I learned?
0: No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come
1: now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently, giving life creatures
0: a dose of death magic is
1: explosive.
0: Oh, very well. Show me this trick. Well, Nikki, I think that about wraps up our podcast for today. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we go on our merry way?
1: I don't think so. we covered everything.
0: Why don't you tell our fine listeners how they can get in contact with us and uh, participate in the show if they'd like?
1: Sure, definitely. Well, we are on iTunes and we're also on Stitcher now. So you can get that link as well as other helpful links within our show notes on lexstarwalker.com. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Any listeners, yes, any listeners leaving five star reviews will be thanked on the podcast and email us comments, questions, or requests for any topics you'd like us to cover. TheRiffPodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Twitter for updates and find out when we're recording next at The Riff Podcast.
0: Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. We really like hearing from you guys. We've already gotten some good suggestions from people through email and on Twitter. and We've gotten some some good ideas for the show. So if you have any questions or you have any suggestions things you'd like to see, topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to, to let us know. And yeah. We really want this to be a helpful podcast to people, especially uh, anyone who is ever overwhelmed by what you can do in the game or confused about anything, because we love this game. and It's a lot of fun, and we want everybody to love it as much as <laughs> we do, so That's it's right. Successful. All right, well, that's it for us. I hope everyone has a great week, and we will be seeing everyone again next week. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy the game.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This episode's music provided by Mist Ish, Cloudwalker, Renfield, and Transboy. Please see the show notes for more details at lexstarwalker.com. I'm awesome!